Hey, Tomies, we would like to thank our sponsor, Nerd Alert Treasures, for supporting this podcast. Nerd Alert Treasures makes handmade and customizable dice trays, pencil bags, and our personal favorite, dice bags with pockets. Use our promo code TOMIES, that's T-O-M-I-E-S, for 15% off. Follow the link in the show notes to get yours today, and be on the lookout for Tomies merch. Hey cool people, do you like mead, magic, and long walks in the icy tundra? Ever wonder what your sled dogs are thinking about? Why not cap off your night with a frosty tabletop adventure? You will come to love my beef cliff. You're at the common room. Go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse us. Excuse me, dog cliff. What's your yeah. favorite food? Ah, uh, sausages, probably. No, you look like a strong lot, but uh, I've got more friends than you. Carnelian's like shortened on the ground and he's standing on you top of the table. You know what you have to do. You know what you have to do. Carnelian stabs him in the butt. What did he say? Oh my god, me too! Right, I'll sit beside Wade and start carving his rod. Whoa. Oh my god. Sweater. Sweater, my rod's nearing completion by the looks of things. Unless the four of you can stop them. Well, grab your Ugg boots and join Reflex Save every Wednesday on your favorite podcast platform. You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am not surprised to see his kind here. Shadows always follow destruction and despair. But do you think he can really help Lila Garatha in their situation? I'm sure he'll find a way. <laughs> Azil has something to prove. There has been quite the quarrel in the Lazarine family of late. He's not the only one up here, you know. The other has himself in quite the predicament. <laughs> and who is the other one? Hmm? Oh, that is a story for another time. Right now we are in a predicament of our own. The party is splitting up. That means we must be splitting up as well. Do you mean? I mean one of us will follow one group and the other will follow the other group. That's what splitting up means, Featherbrain. Uh, what's wrong, Quill? You're, you're kind of glowing red there. Are you okay? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, well, I just am so filled with emotion that... We have to, um, part ways for a time. I just can't bear it. <laughs> oh, that's sweet, Quill. <laughs> I'll miss you too. But the story must continue. Now, you follow Fenril, Boudreaux, and Henley, and I'll follow... Quill? Quill! Ah, gah. He left without even saying a toodaloo. Ooh, I like that. Chapter 44. Toodaloo! (laughs) 
welcome back, Tomies, to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am DM Dave, and to the left we have... Henley. Boudreau. Lila Garatha. Roscoe. And as the audience can hear, we are missing a player. So, because of finances right now, we had to vote off somebody off the podcast, and sadly it was Zeb. But if you would like to hear him back on the podcast, please... Support us on our co- Ko-Fi. <laughs> just like, kidding. More like he just caught the plague, so... I yeah. tried to have let them vote me out, but they wouldn't. <laughs> Zip is out sick today, so to excuse his absence, we decided that the group would continue on without Fenrir as he stays back with Joanna to finish forging the deed. But don't worry, Tomies. You will get your Fenrir time. He'll get his own little side adventure that will be recorded when he's feeling better. Side quest, side Side quest, quest. side quest. Okay, so the recap for next time, or for last time. Lila was able to return a gold stone to the rightful owner and bring peace to her. Lila confided in Azil about being two people and asked if he knew how to bring them peace. Or maybe some extra room in their mind space. Henley, Boudreaux, and Fenrir, and Joanna found a quiet wood to rest for the night. Boudreaux sought solace and began to pray and began praying, while Henley and Fenrir discussed on what to do next. So with that group, it's kind of nighttime. Everybody's settling down for that. So we are gonna jump to Lila and Roscoe. Okay, you guys have made your way back into town. Azil has taken you into kind of what he's made his private quarters. There's a little fire going on in there. He has some food supplies there. So he's able to magically whip up some, some food for you guys. And he sits down and he's like, and he looks at Lila. How exactly did your situation happen? Um... So, we were traveling with our with our group, with our our friends that we found, and and then it was getting dark. So we, you know, we we do what we normally do, and we were making camp and stuff. And then we I, I don't, got attacked, and, and after that, then it gets kind of fuzzy because I I was there, but I wasn't. There, really, because I gotten real hurt, and then Garatha got real hurt, and and then and then um, Garatha says that she told somebody that they need to help me, and 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 then next thing that I remember, somebody's standing over me, and they're saying some kind of spell, and um, and then when we woke up. It was just us, but but there wasn't two of us anymore, and and we were here, and I was stuck in my own head, and she was in there with me, and I I think we freaked out for a while, but um after we calmed down, she said she said that what she heard sounded some like Garatha, what what Garatha um heard, but I heard that I told her sounded an awful lot like a wish spell. I. I didn't know what that was, but she she did. She, you know, she's believe it or not, the, the the orcs are not as you know 
uneducated as people like to say they are and and so she says that, she, that that's kind of what she remembers reading about a little bit um and and then with her daddy of, of course because you know they, they study everything everything dwarves keep lots and lots of records about everything so so that's kind of yeah um that's what happened and you see as he's listening to your story right when you start talking about the wish spell his face kind of goes grim a little bit and you finish up your your little talk and he goes how powerful was this person to know such a spell because that is a very one of the most powerful spells known to existence I don't I mean he kept most of that under wraps I wouldn't blame him. He's a tiefling, so he was already judged for being a bad guy most of the time by most people. From what I've seen, though, he wasn't wasn't just, you know, just a basic run-of-the-mill sort of person. He was funny, though. <laughs> nice guy. The wish to counter such a spell would most likely take another wish spell. However, if he was inexperienced in such powerful magics, there might be a way to, a loophole, you might say, to find a, a creative solution on some way to help you. I don't know, because of it being a wish spell, the probability of you two getting your own bodies again is very, very low. Oh. Not impossible. That I would have to research more and reach out to my own connections. She nods. The first couple thoughts that I have that might be useful so we have a starting point where we can begin. As I said, we could possibly either create or find another body but to create one would probably be easier than finding one it would have to be pretty fresh for it in order to work wouldn't that be like wearing somebody else's skin i i mean both of us are kind of already doing that and none neither one of us love it so much it would be the one I am most familiar with. The other options, him seeing your hesitation for mm -hmm. that, your other options would possibly creating an item of some kind, either one existing or we can make one, and make it a sentient item where one of your minds would dwell in that item. Like, stay there forever? Most likely, yes. Wouldn't that be more of a prison than what we already have? Other than the fact that, I don't, I don't know, we have a little bit more privacy thought-wise? Uh, you are correct. Sentient items, unless destroyed in a special manner, would last forever. But it would give you your separation you desire. I don't want to live forever. 
Garatha already thinks that she shouldn't be here. I I don't know that that's going to be something that either one of us are going to be okay with, especially if we're there forever and can't really do nothing without somebody else's help or or and then how would we communicate i don't i don't think that's gonna work most sentient items will con- contact and be connected to the one who wields them so the communication will still be there and depending on how we create the item they'll be able to speak to others as well Okay. The other option, which is maybe the simplest but most dangerous, is to create a pocket within your mind for one to escape to when they desire privacy. How is that one the most dangerous? The mind is a complicated thing. Sometimes using magic on a mind can alter it. We would be altering your mind, which could have side effects if we are not careful. With all these, there will have to be extra help. I am not powerful, though I could obtain the knowledge the power that it would take to achieve these goals, I would need another, possibly two, equal or greater to my own. She sits there and she thinks for a while. And she has kind of like an internal conversation between her and Garatha. And she turns to Roscoe and says, I, I don't know. Roscoe, what do you think? This is all something new and strange to me. I mean, at the end of the day, it's what's going to be best for you and Garatha. And I don't, I can't even begin to imagine what that would be. I don't. We don't much know either. If something's done. Can you always change your mind later? Can something be undone? To undo, for example, if we went to the pocket in your mind, that would be more difficult to undo. However, the sentient item could be undone. The spirit in the item could be released. Or... If you wanted to do the third option, the first option I gave you of finding a body for it, that could be possible as well. Where in the pocket of the mind, to remove that after the difficulty of putting it in could be dangerous. It, it would be nice to have some privacy. This is a big decision. We could talk more in the morning after you have time to think about it. Let's sleep on it, and and, and then we'll... We can think about it. And he just slowly nods. I will advise the sooner we do come to a decision, 
the sooner I can research and figure out what we need. I may need help gathering supplies for whatever ritual or spell we decide to cast or perform. All right. Okay. Roscoe, you have anything to add? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just here. Moral support. <laughs> <laughs> However, as Roscoe, you started bedding down, he shows you some rooms that you can rest in. Um, Roscoe, you're getting ready. You're kind of taking off your, your venturing gear and getting ready to go down. And you start hearing a weird sound. And it goes... Do 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 do. What is this? Yeah. I'll start rummaging through my stuff. And you start seeing it, like, find the card, and you see it start like flashing and vibrating a little bit. Oh my gosh, David! You wanted a cell phone. And and the Jurassic Park one, not to mention. Good old traditional brick phone Nokia's. Okay, what do you do? I'm going to click the answer button. Okay. <laughs> double tap on the card. Like, and he's like, hello? Hello, is anybody there? Hello? Ah, Roscoe, my friend. How are you this evening? Good, how are you? I am doing swell, and I have found your information that you desired. Oh, boy. So, which one would you want first? Surprise me. Well, I think I'll surprise you with I know where Mendrick and Marlowe are. Okay. Where are they at? They are in the canyon. And you suddenly see kind of a small compass that appears on the card. Mm -hmm. With this, it'll point you in the direction where they are located. Sweet. I also found out more information about the hollow. It seems that it has some issues with bandits recently and that it was attacked. And some people were taken. Attacked? Like, how recently was it attacked? Just a few days ago, actually. Oof. Do you know, I mean, like, was it a lot of people? Do you know who was taken? Kind of any... I do know who's taken. However, the names of who were taken were not part of our first agreement. Well. <laughs> but for five Silver pieces, I will give you that those names. Um, let me rummage through my bag and see if I've got five <laughs> more silver. You've taken everything I got. His name is Swindle for a reason. <laughs> uh, Swindell, please. Could I negotiate you down to four silver? Because that's all I've got left to my name. We can make that deal. Great. Guys, I'm broke. Just so everyone knows, like, <laughs> legitimately, the definition of broke is this guy, right? <laughs> so, besides Mendrick, that was taken in the scrim in the scruffle, Bellerin and a cleric named Rochelle were also taken. Well, that's not good. And they're all up in in the canyon with. They're all in the same location. Yes. And this little compass here will guide you to their location. Hmm. And the spirits 
there in the hollow are pretty low right now. Oh, I'm sure. The bandits have been... Took most of the supplies that they were have, had there. Looked pretty poor. Great. Would it be... Uh, cost me anything to ask if you knew how many bandits there were? Like, was it a, a large group, small group, medium group? That information I will give to, to you for free. There seems to be quite a bit of them. However, they're in different locations. Okay. I do have other information, but as you have said that you are now relieved of all your money, I will save this extra information. Is it critical extra information? Well, it could help you, yes. And what is your price on that? It depends on which one you, which one you want. I have information on who is running the hollow now. I have infor- more information and details about how heavily guarded the places are, where the bandits are. And I could possibly give you direct directions to where they are located, or I could send you a guide as well. Are we in the same room or are we in different rooms? Separate rooms. We're in separate rooms, yeah. All of which will cost you extra. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, So if I were to do... (laughs) Who's running the hollow... How heavily everything's guarded and directions. What's the price tag on that? All of them would be, together, would be 60 silver. Oof. Okay. Well, is there anything else you'd like to just, you know, give me out of the kindness of your heart? (laughs) Oh, if I gave up more stuff out of the kindness of my heart, I would be living on the streets. Well, I mean, yeah, but we've been a good customer for you. I intend to be a good customer for you. you know, consider it investment. I have given you some information about the bandits for free. Jakaris mm. okay? Jakaris is doing well, yes. He is making progress. He's still not there at the hollow? He is not. Still won't tell me where he's at? Nope. Aww. It's I, the confidentiality of my business. Well, I understand, but, you know, one could ask. All right, um, if I can <laughs> scrounge up 60 silver, I'll give you a call. Sounds good. I will be waiting for it. All right, thank you. Toodaloo. Click. Toodaloo. <laughs> Is it really I have much a love-hate a... for Swindell. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but Becky Is, hates him. Is hanging up on him really much of a click? Well, he has to tap the card. <laughs> click. <laughs> he has to verbally say click. Oh. <laughs> okay. No, that makes uh, more sense. Okay. We'll let that rest for now. It is now morning. And with the other group, as I stated at the beginning of the podcast, the beginning of this episode, it has been decided between Fenrir, Henley, and Boudreaux that the best plan to go forward is with Fenrir to stay behind with Joanna as Henley and Boudreaux head into the hollow to find out more information. So, the time is now Henley's and Boudreaux's. A quick note before I forget. Um, I remembered last time I didn't specify on where Lila and Roscoe's eagles were. Joanna took them, so Joanna has them. So if you guys were 
going to travel, it would have to be by foot. Okay, back to Henley and Boudreaux. You guys are getting ready to leave on your eagles. Is there anything you wanted to do before you left? Henley pulls out a map. Knowing Boudreaux probably can't read it really well, but... It's pictures. (laughs) Um, Boudreaux, where exactly is your um, secret entrance? I feel like I need to roll, or I just don't know. I think I'll have you roll an intelligence. Let's see. At advantage? Roll me a survival. But use your intelligence modifier. So I got 14. 14, okay. You're able to kind of get pretty close on where you're guessing where it is. And it seems pretty much halfway between the entrance of the Crimson Rock Pass and Hayden's Hollow. It's and more that's to the, the entrance that Henley came through? Yes. Okay. It's kind of the main road that goes in. Okay. And as you're looking at the map, there seems to be kind of two couple different routes you can take. There is the direct route, but of course there's uh, ravines and cliffs that you'd have to go scale down or go over, so it would take some time. It looks like there is an option that you can go kind of down and try and cut through the trees to possibly the location of where Boudreaux is pushing. Or there is a route following down the trail and cutting over to the mountain where you would know that there used to be a cave over there. So when Boudreaux points over there, it's near that cave entrance that that used to be there. And before you left, um, you and some other people actually helped to close the cave entrance there. And Boudreaux, you would know, is that cave is where um, Rochelle made kind of her little home. That was another reason why they closed it off so people couldn't sneak in to Rochelle's little little study area as she was trying to fix the were creatures. That was another reason why they closed that off so she could have somewhere private to take them where if they did get loose, they wouldn't cause any harm. Kind of capture them within the cave system. Mm-hmm. So it's up here by this cave. Yeah, right, yeah. Hmm. May I roll to see if Henley knows the safest slash and or quickest path? I think I'm not going to have you roll for it. Okay. You would know that the safest, probably quickest, would be to just follow the trail Mm -hmm. over there. That would probably be it. Then, okay. Then I suggest the quickest and safest route to just follow the trail. Okay, yeah. And we'll just keep our eyes and ears open to see if anyone is on the trail, and we'll just jump into hiding. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I haven't put cotton in my ear, though, yeah. You have... What? I haven't put the cotton in my ear. I haven't done that for a long time, eh? You don't need cotton in your ears. You said to keep my ears open, (laughs) Yeah, so no cotton in your ears. No, no, I think I don't have any. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. 
How is Boudreaux feeling this morning, by the way? Um, so he has the deep circles underneath his eyes. Okay. But he seems like fair, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Henley's just not going to bring it up because <laughs> that's just her strategy. Let's get this job done, avoid it, and then talk about it later when we have the time. So. Yeah. I, w- I would say that he's probably just ignoring it, but nobody would know that. Trying to avoid the situation. Yeah, just don't think about it. <laughs> All right, let's mount up and fly over there. And let's make sure we fly high enough that we look like a little eagle in the sky. <laughs> Flying high in the sky, mm. counting one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> As our eagles go flying along. Okay, so you guys start taking off. And as you guys start soaring up into the sky, you do see Nevelton. Do you guys wish to fly over it and continue? Um, and he's like, let's go take a quick scan. Yeah, yeah, I guess we'll be on. Okay, what time would you guys say, Henley and Boudreaux, that you guys were kind of getting up to go? Is it kind of right at daybreak? I would say yeah. 8 a.m. because we got up, made breakfast, made sure Joanna and um, Fenrir were in a safe location, you know, mm-hmm. sc- scout around the area, make sure there's nothing that settled in for the night, and then had their little meeting and mm-hmm. then took off. Okay. Early morning. So 8 a.m. Okay. Lila and Roscoe. Kind of what time of morning were you thinking about getting up? What was kind of your plans for today? We didn't sleep over here. Okay. I don't know if he did or not. Yeah. I I mean, I probably would have rested, but not real restfully. Right, because there was noise all night. Because the zombies, of course, Mm. don't sleep. Mm. Yeah, Zombies creeping and crawling. I got my information. I'm trying to... Kind of There's hammering filtered and, through yeah. and, and shovel. Wondering what's happening with Lila Grotha and stuff. So I probably a sad moan as one loses its arm. At one point, I mean, early <laughs> would have <laughs> gotten up and maybe just started walking around outside a little bit, checking out the town and stuff. Okay, is that kind of early morning? You think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lila, you kind of kind of stay in bed for a while. Are you guys going to get kind of get up and move around? No, as soon as we, probably as soon as it started to get a little bit lighter outside, we would have started, we would have gotten up. Okay. So we'll say you guys probably got around, started moving, heard, maybe heard the other one shuffling a little bit. Yeah. And you guys can explore the town by yourselves. Um, like I mentioned before, the zombies are just kind of cleaning up debris, trying to make things, clearing up the streets. They're pretty much stacking any unusable kind of wood or stone kind of in between the homes. It almost make, seems like they're making some kind of barrier in between the homes with, with those stones. Other ones that are more usable, they're trying to rebuild some houses. But, of course, their bodies just don't work exactly right. But you can see the attempt happening. Azil doesn't seem like he's... Anywhere he may still be in bed. You guys haven't seen him yet. As you guys He's are kind a of night owl. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the darkness. <laughs> As you guys are out there, 
you guys look up and you see a pair of eagles. Welcome to Tomes of the Chaos Bard Mid-Show Break. I'm your host, Rupert Bumpkin, from the Rocky Talkie Gnome Radio Network. First item of business is the five-star reviews. Remember that Solemn will give you a shout-out and read your review on Solemn's column. Then he will review your review. It's great fun! Second is the Ko-Fi. This is our Patreon merchandise store. You can purchase keychains, coloring pages, and MP3s of our songs. You can also commission to feed the cast, or write a letter to Dear Boudreaux. If you are interested in becoming a patron, there are three tiers, each with varying rewards, including a full post-show, DM Dave's Deep Dives, and coloring activity book with exclusive art. Go to ko-fi.com slash tomes of the chaos bard. That is ko-fi, K-O-F-I dot com forward slash tomes of the chaos bard and help us grow. And last but not least, the biggest way you can help us is share us with your friends and family. That is all, folks. Back to the show. As you guys are out there, you guys look up and you see a pair of eagles flying overhead. So how how high are they in comparison to the down? So you... We were probably flying low enough that we could scan. You did state that you, were, you wanted to at least scan. So you would be able to recognize that they're large eagles. Maybe not who's on them. Okay. It can probably be pretty well assumed who's on them, though. As we pass Probably. by, you just... Especially smell. if there's only two of them. The eagles kind of look different from each other. Mm-hmm. You might be able to recognize some, like, oh, that eagle has this color on him. That must be Henley's. You know, you could right. probably identify it that way, too. Okay. It would be safe to assume that I could tell they're going in the direction of the hollow, right? They're heading yes. in that general direction. I'm going to I'm gonna pull out my bow. Okay. Okay. And just shoot us down. Well, kind of, but not Strike really. Strike me down! <laughs> um, I'm going to... I just try and just lob an arrow, like, straight up as high as I can, kind of mm-hmm. right in their direction to try and get their their notice because, obviously, I've got information that they're not aware of that might change the whole mm. dynamic of the sneaking into the hollow. Okay. Um, I'm just going to have you roll for it. Okay. Um, it'll be pretty, because you know how to shoot an arrow and stuff like that, um, I'm not going to make it too, the chances of you hitting them is really, really low. Okay. Pretty much don't roll a natural one. Okay. <laughs> and he's a halfling. Don't roll it twice, I guess. <laughs> so I'll just say that. Do you want me roll to? Roll for an attack. Roll for an attack. Okay. Yeah. Got just me, don't roll a one. Got me some new dice here that Ooh. did pretty well the other day, so we're going to. Got a 10 is the total. Okay. As long as it wasn't a natural one, you're no, good. It okay. was not. <laughs> it okay. was a two. <laughs> <laughs> two ones. So we're going to put this one back in the bag for the day. <laughs> you almost Go ruined. take a timeout. Okay. <laughs> um, let me. Okay. So you guys are flying, kind of scanning. Boudreaux, make me a, well, both of you make me a perception check. And make them an advantage because you are looking for certain stuff. Perception or investigation, your choice. 
Should have rolled on the thing. I got a twenty, a natural twenty on the <laughs> on your tablet. On the digital <laughs> dice. It's like the first one's never been good to you. Right. <laughs> that is an eighteen for Henley. Okay. Twenty four. Twenty four. <laughs> Eagle eye. <laughs> okay, you're both able to see this, but Boudreaux, you see it's probably about ten feet away from you. I and catch you it. see the <laughs> snatch. Have the eagle catch it with its hand. Claw. Yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> something. In his wing. <laughs> but you, you were both able to see this arrow fly past you, but it's closer to Boudreaux. About 10 it. feet away. It's Henley 10 then, away. like, sort of leans in. You really want to try like, and snatch it? Leans, you know, as like an airplane does to turn, sort okay. of. Bank. On her eagle. Bank. Thank you. Yeah. Bank. She banks so she can look down to see. Do you make a deposit? Boudreaux's <laughs> 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 not on the ground. The, yeah. the eagle does. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Roscoe. <laughs> They have no control of their bowels. Okay, kind of scan the area a little bit. Yeah, um, just so I can, I want to see where the arrow came from. Gotcha. I'll be, you know, trying to wave. Jumping up and down and stuff. (laughs) Short guy, look at me. So you do see a lot of movement down there. There seems to be, compared to all the other movement, there seems to be just a little smaller speck than all the other specks. Mm -hmm. That is very... Has a lot of action to it. Animated? Animated. There we go. Okay. Um, is there enough room for me to land the eagle? Yes. Okay. So I will then... Boudreaux, I think that was Roscoe. Let's go down and talk. You won't go down? Well, you can stay up, but we need to talk to see if they're okay. I'll go down. And she just... <laughs> Flies down. Okay, can Boudreau. Can people just like we just like fly around in circles? Mm-hmm. You can do that. Cool. We make like shapes too. We're like making stars. And... and I'm sure you're gazing at those clouds again, or are you kind of more focused on what's going on on the ground? I feel like I'm secretly looking at the ground. Yeah, but okay. I'm like peeking, and then I'm like, ah, and I'll just look away, and then I'll look up at the sky, and then I'll peek at the ground. Hey, Boudreaux, you're kind of just doing that. I kind of imagine it being like <laughs> very much in high school when you, <laughs> just, when you see that cute boy, but you're not supposed to like him. So you're like, you look over and you're like, no, no, I'm not going to look in. Mm-hmm. But like I'm going to, no, no, I'm not going to look. Oh, pretty <laughs> cloud. That reminds me. Oh, nope, 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 I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. David had personal experience with boys like that. His name is Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Heart, not heart really. drop. <laughs> Um, okay, Henley, you make your way down. Lila and Roscoe, you see an eagle coming down, diving towards Levelton. Like right where we're at, or kind of heading towards the outskirts of the town, or what um, say you, Henley? She's going timber straight down. <laughs> I would say she's going to be as close to Roscoe as she can. Okay. I'm gonna move out of the eagle's way then. Yeah, step off to the side or the road a little bit. Okay, yeah, and as the eagle lands, it kicks up a bunch of dust as it... Okay. There you are. And action. Just what I wanted, a dirt bath this morning. <laughs> well, I can go. Um, Talk to this one. We've, uh, I've, I've got some information. 
Swindell got back to me last night. He did. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty rough. Oh no. Um, the bandits have been attacking the town for a little bit now. Oh no. And they took some prisoners this last time. Who? Uh, they've got Rochelle and they have Bellerin. Who's running the town? Well, funny you should ask that. Because <laughs> for a mere 60 silver, I can find out who's running the town, how many, you know, where everybody's at, who's guarding it, and all the fun, fun details. We but need that information. I have absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm going to open up my bag. All flies out of it. <laughs> yeah. I think Ooh. Joanna would be willing to pay for this information, Oops, so no. she oh, can pay and, me back. And um, Mendrick and Marlo and Bellerin and Rochelle, and I'm sure some of the bandits are not actually in town. They're up the canyon. And with this cool little card here, little compass, will point us in the direction of where they are. Now, for the price of 60 mere silver... We can also get exact locations of where they're at, as well as who's in charge and how many there are. So you need 120? No, no, just for that total 60. That, that's oh. all, all included in the 60. Well, here she opens up her bag and um, pulls out 60 silver and hands it to you. Pull out my card. Swindell, Swindell, I have your money. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. Like I've that. heard two potential title names here Eagle Eye and Swindell Swindwell. I have your money. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, to, you didn't do it right. Swindell, Swindell, my friend. I you know, need, you I do this enough. I don't do it at all, and I know it. Hello, hello. Did I hear something about money? Well, yes, you did. This better be worth it because I'm flat broke and. Uh, here's your 60 silver. Thank you, my friend. And here is your information. Can only Roscoe hear this or can we all hear it? You can put it on speaker. Put it on. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I thought we were little Star Wars holograms here. I'm scared for this No, there's different levels. There's, there's different. I'll put it, it on. It's it's depends not, on how, it depends on how, you, how he wants to appear. I'll put it on speaker. You know, one time it's a true bubble. The next time it's a little Star Wars dude. Okay, you inform him that Henley's here, Slug. and so then he projects it, puts it on speaker. Conference call. Yeah, conference call. <laughs> Zoom meeting. He's like, so there is a tiefling there named Joanna Locke that seems to be running things around down there, trying to keep things together, and it seems to be that the main entrance to Mendrick and Marlowe's place is pretty heavily guarded. There seems to be some kind of magical scarecrows that are sitting in front of his the main entrance to his place because there are two directions three directions that you can get into his place you could propel yourself down the get on top of the plateau and propel yourself down or climb down so are they still in the hollow they are in their little secret cave in the canyons okay i can give you a little map that'll tell you exactly where they are. We paid for that map. Or I can send you a guide. Which one would you prefer? What, 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 what will the parameters of the guide be? 
Like, will they help us get in or just get us to there? They will get you to there. Then I think the map would be more useful because we already know where the hollow is. Perfect. Here's the map. And you get a little map and it shows there's one path that goes. So if you were going to go up to the mines, so you're in Hayden's hollow and you go up to the mines. There's one that leads up to the mines and through inside a cave system to where Mendrick and Marlo are. Would this be something that um, probably Garatha and Lila would be a little bit more familiar with since we've been up there? You would know that it goes into one of the cave entrances, but you didn't realize how deep the caves went. So you would recognize like, oh yeah, that's this this third mine that's up there, but I didn't realize there went there was other places. Yeah. Henley grabs the map. That's far. Then there's another one that's closer, but it goes along a ridge. But that's where the main entrance to his is the ridge. See, is where the is where the ridge is. I picture this to be a little bit like Zelda. You like get a map and you're like da 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 da, and then like <laughs> it like fills in. You know, could even be like Wind Waker where you instead of bait you put in the wand in the water you stick money, and then the fish comes out and fills it in. <laughs> <laughs> it also has uh, you choose your game. route and it tells you your estimated time when you're going to get there. Oh wow! It's um, and whether you're traveling by horse, by foot, by eagle. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, and if you get, yeah, and then if you get, uh, if you have to take it, if you turn too early, it'll say recalculating and change your course as well. But it's really in a really annoying voice. It's it. Swindell's voice. <laughs> or um, I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map. Oh, I was going to say map, he finds the I'm most, the map. Swindell found the most annoying woman he could to record this. Hey, Siri. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. scarecrows are just Definitely at the wrong. main entrance. Correct? Minnesota mom. Oh my correct. <laughs> and is there a lot of guards at the other entrance? So what it seems to me that the information I was able to find, there are more bandits up in the mines, but they don't seem to be the main bandits. Kind of more, we need extra guys, and we'll pay you money. Hired thugs. Rather than correct, they don't seem much of fighters, but there is more of them. Do you have a rough count of how many are up there? There's about twenty-five total in the mines. Okay. On top of the scarecrows. Yeah, but the scarecrows. Scarecrows are are on the main entrance. Correct, but I'm saying that is not including the scarecrows. That is not a account for the main entrance. No. How many scarecrows are we talking? There seem to be two of them. I don't know what they do, but I do know that they have some kind of magical sense. We oh, we know what, what they, they do. do. They're gross. And we're going to actively avoid that one. Hmm. Interesting. Um, how much will you pay for that information? About the scarecrows? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd have to do my own little research on them. You don't have to do your research. We know about them. We've we're seen them in to- action. Oh, you're asking me... To pay you. Ah, I uh-huh. see. I see. Well, well. I see we are going to be good friends, me and you, Henley. Mm. Mm. I just want a cheaper price. <laughs> I want my 60 silver back. I will give you your 60 silver back. 
for the information that you have? Done. Okay. Money first. And the money piles up on the card. <laughs> so to recount. This, this is when you wish he had Fenrir was here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. First, there was a scarecrow purchased for my family farm. They are immune to fire. It seems, which was unusual for a scarecrow. Very. They also, they have two components. They have the scarecrow, but they also have a wreath to protect certain areas. If that wreath is carried on a person, the scarecrow teleports to said person and protects them. And they only have. Only if they're in danger. Like only if they're in danger life-threatening and um Mm. they can cast really powerful spells what was it they suck out the soul it was um blight that was used and then they teleport away or disappear into nothingness interesting didn't you say that your little brothers were also like a lot more rowdy and stuff like that. After they that was all, the yes, they also cause um, disruption in emotions for all near the wreath and the scarecrow. Hmm. That is very intriguing. I've never heard of anything like this. Do you by chance know the creators or... It's a traveling salesman that sells them, but if you want the little bit of information, else is going to cost you more. Another 20 silver pieces (laughs) of beer. (laughs) We believe that through a wizard, they believe it that the scarecrows are being created by hags. Hags, you say? Yes. Hmm. Most intriguing. Well, thank you for this information. Mm-hmm. And if you find out any more of that information about the scarecrows, I would gladly pay for it. Okay. Thank you. Is there anything else I can do for you, Sir Roscoe? You can give me my money back. You can ask Henley for it. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think for now we're good. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And I'm sure I'll be calling you again for something somewhere. I plan on it. It is most wonderful to get to know you fellows and fellas. <laughs> and we will talk to you soon. Toodaloo. Gone. I am 20 silver richer. (laughs) (laughs) Paid my money back. Okay. Henley, what do you do with the information Roscoe told you? Well, firstly, she is deep in thought, contemplating, maybe a little bit regretting telling all that information to Swindell since he will probably sell it at a much higher price than he paid. Oh, and absolutely. maybe to not so great people. <laughs> but, 
but um, she has a lot of like after the thought process like oh man i shouldn't have done that i shouldn't have done that yeah <laughs> <laughs> she has the map and there's the compass too on the card though right correct because the compass just points the direction but not exactly how to get there right but the map does give you exact directions on the two entrances that you can go. There's kind of three paths to get there. Like you said, there's one that you But could... there's only two entrances. Correct. Can I... May I roll to see if I have, um, like, not inside the mines, but, like, along the ridge or that cliff... Like, can I roll to know if I know any information about that? Like, on my patrols? And. Yeah, go ahead and roll me a survival check. Do survival or um, nature. 15. Okay. As you're kind of studying the map, and it's a pretty detailed map, mm-hmm. and when you see the route that goes up to the main entrance of it. As you're thinking about it and contemplating it, that seems to be the same route when you first ran into the knolls. It seems to be that same route when the knolls went left and you went right. It's the right left where the knolls went. Oh, to that cave. Okay. And the ridge... That's the ridge. Oh, that's the ridge. Mm-hmm. So it's up by like the plateau. So I guess I need to justify it, and maybe you guys can help me with the wording. It's not necessarily a ridge. It's like a, a rock out. So it's a cliff wall, but it has a rock ledge like that you can walk on. It's just very narrow. That's what I've been calling the ridge. It's probably not the correct word okay. to use. It's like a ledge. Yeah. yeah. And that leads to the scarecrow entrance, or yes. Oh, okay. So, Henley, there's a long pause as she's contemplating all these facts. And then, so this ridge, I think, is actually where the gnolls, when they went left and then we went right to find those scouts. Right. Like a couple, several weeks ago, months, I'm not sure. That seems to be the same path, but that leads to the scarecrow entrance. That's the one we want to avoid. But two scarecrows versus 25. But you do... Henley then thinks a second, but then your arrows could be devastating to inexperienced hired-on swords. Or hired swords, either one. So I would think we should go through the mine, Garatha. Do you think you could guide us in? Because I don't know the mines. Into the mines? Roscoe ever gone up to the mines? In my guard duty stuff, I've made one or two trips up there, you know. I mean, not actively, but I'm sure I've been up there. Okay, so we're going to say that one of those was probably with me. Yeah. So I'm going to take the um, map. I'm going to go over to Roscoe. I say, you remember when we went up there? 
Yeah. Do you actually? Yeah, we went in a cave. Okay. So you remember how we went around the front way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you remember that right turn that I said, you can also go up this way. Don't do that because it's slick this time of year. Yeah. Go up that way. Okay. And then that, that will take you around this way. Okay. The other thing we still need to think about, I mean, that's probably, I'm, I'm for going through the mines, I think that's going to be the better option because, I mean, we can always string these guys out and, you know, pick them off one or two at a time or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's darker unless, though, they've got... Right. I think so. That I can, can also, if we can trap them in a side tunnel, I have my vines. Roscoe. And I could use my exploding arrows to, you know, cave it in or something. Various things. The other thing we need to consider, though, and, you know, it would be super helpful if we had a bard here. Um, yeah, where did he go? <laughs> Anyways, where is he? He's back with Joanna. Okay. And that's Boudreau. She points to this guy. Hi, Boudreau. Okay. Um, He's dead. <laughs> if the scarecrows are out front, the wreaths are probably inside. So even if we get to them that direction, I would almost bet we'd still have to encounter those scarecrows at some point. So save your arrows. Well, you know. Or so or do we go in that way and take out the scarecrows before... That's where a um Ew, do you remember what bard happened? who's been in contact with a wizard would be super helpful right now. <laughs> because well, Joanna's going to want to know this information anyways, so we're going to have to try and relay something at some point. I don't know. You guys do what you got to do. I got to go see Azil. Boudreau and I, I about said Boudreau and Henley. <laughs> Boudreau and I can still go in and get reconnaissance, see if we can get some backup from the hollow. I mean, and, and I can, I could go in there with you as well and, and talk with like the guards and stuff. I'm sure Ricardo might be willing to help out for some, some more peach meat or something. <laughs> He's not up there still sleeping at the gate. But he doesn't sound so reliable. Oh, he's a good guy. He just likes his drink. That doesn't sound very reliable. He's reliable if he has a drink. (laughs) (laughs) When he doesn't, that's when he's reliable if there's a drink offered to him. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so, I mean, that's an option as well. We probably could use some backup, but, I mean, either way, we know where they're at. We know who's up there. And I, I don't recognize the name of this person in charge. Uh, Juna, everybody. This was uh, Drakars's second-hand woman. Drakars's kind of person that. So he would, I would be pretty familiar with her. Yeah, she's Anybody really good at, there at scout, the hollow, scouting, uh, right? Lila Garatha, you would know her too. She kind of dealt with making sure the mines had so enough people. We uh, liked her. If I could get stuff, in yeah. there and if I could get in there and talk to Juna, um, I might be able to get a a better grasp on what's been happening and get some help from the city guards if there's any left. I still think we need to talk to them, but yeah. 
I, I just don't, don't know. If I don't know. There's not a whole lot of people left to talk to, it sounds like. That's the hard part is. But I also don't want, if they have, if we go into the hollow, we, ha- we can't be seen. Right. Or else we'll tip off. We could tip off the bandits that were coming. We need to take the bandits by surprise. No, absolutely. Um, I don't know, whatever. I think if we, maybe if Boudreaux took us, you know, if the four of us went to the mouth of the, the her sec- his secret entrance, and then you and I went in, and those two could stay out, out and kind of mm-hmm. keep an eye on the backside, go in, split up, do our reconnaissance, get out. I'm small enough, I throw on a hood, I'll just blend right in. Yeah. I know where a lot of hiding spots are. Yeah, so I think between the two of us, that might be Lila or Garatha. She did. Okay. Oh, yeah, you went to talk to mm-hmm. yeah. Ezekiel. Azeel. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the names I was thinking of, too. It starts with a name. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do. Um, do you want to, does that, I mean, does that sound like a... That sounds like a great plan to me. We have to leave Fenrir with Joanna. Yeah, that's fine. We, we can't can bring Joanna in. The minute we this, do, no. I mean... Game over. But and he, he's can, almost done with the uh, the deed. Yeah. Do you want to go get that one? And yeah. We can meet you guys on the outside of town here in a little bit. I'm going to go... How f- long? Half hour, hour. I'm gonna go talk to see what Lila and Groth has got. I'll take Boudreaux outside town. Maybe we'll rest the Eagles for a minute. Okay. While we wait for you. Okay, and then we'll just meet you guys out there as soon as. Or we can go get your Eagles. Ooh. Eagles would be helpful. Go okay. get our Eagles, and we'll meet you on the south side of town in a couple hours. Yeah. Okay. And then I will say bye. And I'll wave at Boudreaux. And I <laughs> and will turn I will. and head towards wherever that one went. And I will climb on my angle's back and fly off to tell Boudreaux the plan. Okay. So you go up, get Boudreaux, and then you're heading back for the eagles? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you head back, grab the eagles, inform Joanna and Fenrir the plan. Henley does tell Joanna that we have the information about Mendrick's location and we're working on a plan and we're going to go get reconnaissance. That he's still alive. Yes, and yes. But Henley does not linger long or answer any of their questions. Right. She's like, we have to go. Henley goes and takes care of that. We'll jump to Lila mm-hmm. and her little conversation. Okay, you make your way back to to Azil's house you walk in and he's look looks like he's has a bunch of books out i don't knock okay you just walk in he kind of just looks up kind of startled a little bit but then recognizes you and he's like good morning good morning sir how was your rest i didn't and he just acknowledges nods in acknowledgement like i can see that have you made a decision? I have. However, it is not one that is shared or decided upon equally. Lila doesn't like it. 
This is Garatha, if you didn't yeah. notice. Nice to meet you, by the way. Good to meet you. You are the second one. <sighs> yeah. I would like to say the less emotional, but n- not really. Not as crazy. <laughs> Rage. <laughs> <laughs> it's controlled <One> crazy. <laughs> Let's talk about your first option there. Does it have to be a body? Have to be people, things. Who wants her spirit to go into a wolf? Can it be? I don't know. I'm half dwarf. Can it be rocks? Could it be wood? What? Could it be a tree if I wanted to? And you see him contemplating a little bit, trying to, you know, seems like he's look, imagining some things. Because wearing, literally wearing somebody else's body is not okay for me. They had their own experiences, their own life. What if somebody sees that body, recognizes mm. it? What do I do then? I have... It would be easier to put a soul in something that had previously had a soul. I don't care about easy. But I believe it would be possible... There are these creatures that some powerful wizards have been able to create out of stone, out of wood, out of different materials. I have heard recently that there is one, though I do not consider him a wizard, that has been able to make some kind of metal Hmm. What's the difference between that and your sentient immortal item? The sentient immortal item? You wouldn't be able to move. You wouldn't be able to pretty much have a body, whatever a body would entail. It is possible to make that item heard by everyone or just the wielder depending on what resources we, we are able to gather. Okay. Short term. There's Lila wants a mind pocket. I don't like it. I don't like it. Anything that messes with my mind more than it's already messed with, not okay. Um, short term. For now. Let's work on your second option. Long term, I want my own body. And that I want to be able be to walk possible. around and do my, be myself. And do put, and you see him thinking for a minute, if we go that route of putting your mind or whoever's mind into the sentient item, it possibly could make it easier easier for when we create your body. Let's do it. As long as it's not flesh. I don't want to watch somebody else's face. And he, he nods. I will need to do some research and talk to my kin and see what ideas that they have on how to create one. As I said, there might be some materials that we will need to collect. 
and I could procure them, but it would be cheaper on your hand if you collect them yourselves as kind of payment to for my services. Of, of course. I don't expect anything for free. I do, however, um, have some very pressing matters that um, we need to take care of right now. Is there, after you talk to your family, uh, your contacts, whatever it may be, is there a way that we can contact you or that you can contact us? Because I don't know where we will or won't be. I do have means on contacting you. I do know the spell sending. That I can contact you anywhere. And it would be easier if you did not leave this plane. I don't plan on leaving this plane anytime soon, so I think we'll be fine. And he kind of just nods. He's like, very few have the capability of doing so. But I will be in contact on what your first mission will be. Your first quest. Thank you, sir. And then, so she's going to turn around at that point, and you see her kind of pause, and she's her whole body and demeanor changes, and she turns back around, and she's like, Now, sir, I don't like this. I don't like this one lick. Something happens to her. I don't care how powerful you are, how powerful your friends are. Something negative happens to either one of us. I will come after you. I will find you. This will not be pretty. And he just gives you a stern look. And he's like, I take what I do with pride. That may be. I will not bring harm to her in any possible way. If there is any possibility, high possibilities of any kind of disaster, you will be notified on those, but I will highly, highly discourage it. This will take time. Of course. And your concerns are noted. I need everything transparent. She's closer to me than Ken. I can see that. And she just walks away. Okay. Roscoe, did you have... I'm going to assume that I just walked up as she was walking out the door. Mm -hmm. So I'm not real familiar with anything that just happened in there. I heard Lila shouting a little bit. Yeah, you probably walked up and you heard that. Yeah, Yeah, but everything prior to that, I'm not. You'd probably, um, once you saw me, you'd probably take a couple of steps back. I am close to uh, raging as Lila at this point. Mm. Because of Garatha's decision. And so I probably... Be like, when you're ready, I'm here to listen if you want to talk about no. whatever's happening. No. But right Let's now, go. we have some eagles waiting for us on the outside of town. Okay. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pack up and go out to the outside of town. All right, we'll leave it at that. Thank you guys for listening. And it is 
so weird not having Fenrir here. <laughs> so weird. I don't like it. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. I am DM Dave, and to my right we have Scarecrow Fenrir. <laughs> Roscoe. Lila Grotha. Boudreaux. And Henley. And until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye. And he starts grabbing out, you know, some... It's... No, he's a wizard. He can make his own food. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, he has this obsession with noodles. No. <laughs> noodles? You want the noodle? You want the noodle? You want the noodle? <laughs> The smell, Boudreaux's smell is still there. Um, um, I don't think we can smell that over the, no, the rotting flesh. <laughs> but you would, let's say this. I think Russell may have been well, up once or twice. What do you I'm sure, like, in my... Shine. Uh, <laughs> and I'll think, discuss that after we stop recording. Okay. Keeps looking over at the paper plate like Seb's listening or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see the Oh, the we're at minute eight. Okay. Hour eight. Yeah, we're doing fine. Yeah, we're in a minute eight. <laughs> oh, we still We've got We've done nine. a lot in 90 <laughs> seconds, guys. <laughs>